All right, good afternoon, and uh, welcome to the Savvy's podcast. Uh, it's me, Dave Richley, um, and we've also got Lee Mitchell, Matt Eden, and Barry Williams. Um, and I think it's fair to say, lads, we're not fucking happy, are we? Um, so if we, no, it, no, we're not happy. This episode's about Project Restart, and I think I speak for all of us saying we are resoundingly against Project Restart. Um, and what we'll do is we'll start with a couple of key words we keep seeing in the papers. The first one is appetite. Who's So we keep hearing this word, there's an appetite to start the Premier League. Go on, I'll throw this out there. Uh, who, who's this fucking appetite coming from? Because I, I, I've got no appetite to see the Premier League kick off the way it is at the moment. No, you, you can't. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Can't start, and that's that. <laughs> so if, if, you, if you went round and asked, I don't know, 10,000 fans from each club, you probably get about a total amount of about 40,000 who say yes, we want the league to start. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're like me, Baz. I haven't changed my mind on it. I've, I've said from the start, you know, uh, null and void it. I just can't see any practical way of restarting it. I think every time they come up with a suggestion, it's just a stupid one and there's always a problem with it. I just, I can't see the logic in it, to be honest. Well, I can't, I know what they're trying to do. I know what, what the logic is like, but I just don't think it's practical. Mass, have you got an appetite for it? Do you have an appetite? No. Because my initial view, when when this all first started, I need, I need, um, on hold, I thought the right thing to do would be to set a date some in the future that was achievable and think we'll explore every option we can to get this going. But once it becomes apparent that it's just not going to happen, you need to just make the decision and cut it. And I think that times now that the, the, the we're not going to be able to finish the season in the way we started it by the end of the year. So you need to just leave it and say that's it. Unfortunately, no one really wanted it to end, but it's got to. And you know, we were saying about the uh, we use this word the appetite. Um, I think the appetite solely belongs to the government and the Premier League, um, and and people, uh, you know, the stakeholders that have got money to lose because the, the fans' appetite and the game. Let's let's not make fucking two ways about this. The fucking Premier League, uh, you know, their clubs there they belong to the, the fans. Yes. You know, football without fans is it, not football. Uh, and there's no appetite from the fans. And the grand old team ran a poll the other day. Uh, they had uh, close to 40,000 fans voted 86% resounding against the you know, project restart. Yeah, I think... Exactly, Mason. And there's players speaking up about it as well now, isn't there? Um, talking about... I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be sitting in ours watching, it, watching a football match played in an empty stadium at a neutral ground I, I, from my couch. I, I pay for my season ticket to go to, to go to match and watch it there. I don't want to be watching. I, I don't, I I don't care that. if it's free on, on BT or Sky. I'm not interested. It's, that's not why I pay me money for a season ticket. It's, it's like watching one of, one of the crap pre-season games. Yeah. 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 Do, you know what, do you know what it is, Baz, as well, right? Have you ever, see, ever watched as well the, like the Champions League when They've had the, the um, behind the closed door, you know, behind, um, sorry, the empty stadiums. 
And even like a, like a five minute clip on like the the Champions League highlights, it's boring. It's crap. Well, it was a game this season. I, I think. Uh, yeah, it was. The, it was. Was it? Was it the uh, Seville? It was. One, no, it was. I think it was a German team. Was it? And yeah, I, I'm sure. I, it might have been Tottenham. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, when they played Leipzig, the, the first or second leg, whatever was in Germany. Yeah. And it was soulless, lad. Mm. It was just soulless. Yeah. That's not fu- that's not forty to any. No. Matt, um, over to you on this one, but the, the other thing on the, on the App Store saying that you can download the Premier League was trying to say you can download an app and you can you can you can try and like um, press a button and there'll be an applause. Oh, that's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That was like when everyone was having a go at City for piping fan noise into the stadium. So if you've got to go to these ridiculous, get it on. It's clear that you can't get it on. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you, you know, as you as a musician, would you like to be in a, a fucking empty stadium playing to, to no one and, and then people pressing a button on an app to, to get you going? Thank you a lot of my. I can tell you from experience. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of the, the, the players. Hey, like, oh, gla- oh, yeah, I wasn't going to mention I know them. You like to talk about it, like, but, you know, I mention every now and again. <laughs> Glastonbury was pretty full, like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the players really want to go. No, when Teeny was talking about outlaw and tackling, and everyone was saying it was ridiculous. Well, now they want to play football with no tackling or line and a free kick, but two meters apart from each other. No, how's that going to work? Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Jordan Pickles had no chance of saving that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? Like it's it's laughable. Some of the suggestions that they're coming up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, this that, just moving on from that 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 word. This is the one that keeps coming up. It will be a welcome distraction. No, so, <laughs> so what's wrong? Someone put in, and it's it not a quote, but it's similar to. Uh, so me nan's had the other day, but at least they can watch Burnley versus Norwich and use an app for bad noises. <laughs> exactly. I've done that for noise. The only way I'd be supportive of that. At Goodison, is if there's a fucking button that says ten, if it's not, it's not better than that Goodison thing where someone's got the ball and you just go forty thousand stand up and you go ten. <laughs> if that's not on this stupid app, then I'm not getting it. <laughs> and it's as simple as that. And another one, you so, can boo as well. I'm not fucking cheering. I'm booing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the whole night. Wesley, what's that restaurant in town for Sunday? Where you turn it over for green if you want to keep oh, eating. Yeah. Oh, or if you want, if you stop. It's Ben Brazil. That's what it is. It's the Ben, ben Brazil. Yeah, ben it's one of them, isn't it? Premier League. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> the Premier League's become Ben Brazil in in town. <laughs> Um, so I mean, moving on from from them buzzwords that they keep using, the the obvious you know the obvious elephant in the room is the fact that there's some medical implications about playing. Um, there was a study recently about an Italian lung specialist have done some real good work to say about deep inhalation to say that elite athletes are going to be more at risk playing football. Um, and, and you know, obviously with the contact and what have you, that you know they are extreme at risk. 
How ridiculous is that? What's it going to take for them to realise that it's not medically possible? Well, it'll take someone it's to die, I think. That. Yeah. It's save save one player, right? Hasn't not not got the virus. Has got like the flu, right? Has got a cold, and then they pass it on. Are they going to start? Does that mean everyone's got to self isolate because they're showing a symptom? I think in theory, what what it would be is that they would be able to test them. Um, but you know, these tests have already already proven that they're not fully accurate. You get them, you know, false negatives. Um, Umar Nias would be nailed on to end up getting it and passing it to Richardson. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it, it, you know it, it, the players are a fucking extreme risk here, and, and you know. At the end of the day, they're, they're not fucking slaves for our amusements. No, that's these that's players. You know what I mean? Well, Tom Davies and all that aren't fucking performing monkeys. They're fucking human beings. You know, and that's their job playing football. That yet they get paid well. But should should we put them at fucking risk and treat them like slaves because they're not? Well, the thing is, mate. Like there's been a couple of players this week who've spoken out. You know, Aguero was one. Uh, that Glenn Murray was one. And they were saying, weren't they? We're terrified. You know, we we don't really want to do it. Um, I, you can't force them to... I've said this all along at the end of the day. You can come up with all these suggestions and ideas. It's in the players' hands, isn't it? You can't force yeah. them to play... You can't force them to play football. You know, I, I, they're playing... Play, yeah. No? It doesn't matter whether it's behind closed doors or not. They, they, they're playing football. They're, they're spitting the... You know, coughing on the floor. You know, you celebrate with your teammates. Um, you know, say say you'd have an accident and clash your head. You're coming into contact, aren't you? Now, how are they meant to go back to their wives and kids after after playing a footy match? Well, I think you raise an interesting point there. And on one hand, the the suggestion that they're going to take head out of the game. Oh, okay, now you know. Which is you know, one extreme, and on this extreme, we're talking about getting a deadly virus and saying, "Oh, go on, crack on, play." <laughs> you know, so how does that make sense? You know what, mate? I've read well. I shared that article now with Michael Ball before, and he hit the nail on the head. Is it that important? Is this all that important? No, no, no. It's not, is it? No. You know, um, well. You know, what what you said there, Mitch, about the um, the families as well. There's some mention that they they would they would have to basically leave their families um, for like a significant period of time. Um, so you know, again, get back to what I'm saying. These are just human beings with a mm-hmm. job. Just because they get paid a lot of money doesn't mean that they should be at any more risk than any other average Joe on the street. Um, so putting them in significant risk, where as F, you know, has proven that elite, elite athletes they could actually die. Is that right? And the fact that they, they could have a pregnant wife that they can't see for seven or eight weeks, which is seen in the press, um, you know, kids that they can't see for months on end. It's it's not it's not right. They're not performers. You know, they are in the entertainment industry, but they're human beings at the end of the day with families. And exactly, lives. mate. What I was going to say, yeah, you, you, you're spot on. Like. Have you seen any um, boxers coming back? Have you seen any uh, tennis players, any cricketers, any other sportsmen coming back and playing at the minute? Why why are they in a rush to get footballers back? You know... It's it's money, lad. Baz, that's what it is. We know what it is. It's all down to money. That's all it's down to. Yeah, that's it. And, And that's that. They're not... 
it's not for it's not for the nation because all right, footy is the most popular sport in the UK, but who says everyone's going to watch it? Yeah, but that well, that's what do you know what I'm saying, old Baz? That you know, there's cricket fans out there, there's rugby fans, there's you know boxing fans. You know, you don't see any of these in a rush to get back to, to yeah. it. They're going to do it when it's when it's safe to do so. But we know the reason why they're rushing it back for the football because it's all about the dollar again, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, that's it, mate. That is it. Well, look, the point you made Spot before on. about gigs as well, like, you know, they've cancelled Glastonbury. There's bands that earn millions from touring. They're all cancelled. And you're more yeah, likely yeah. to catch something, say, in a football stadium where you've got metal surfs on. If you're sat in a field, are you more likely to catch something? I don't think so. And there's no there's no clamour to bring all that back before it's safe. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, the... the... But is this, you know, I mean, going from a moral standpoint as well, a footballer's being strapped left, right and centre, and like this is going to probably cause a few few opinions, but, um, you know, for me, that fucking uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg and all them, all them lot, were they, were they reaching in their pockets, like trying to help the NHS out? But footballers being asked to take pay cuts, you know, they are on ridiculous amounts of money. But what about all them billionaires not paying any tax? Yeah. What about Gary Barlow? You know what I mean? What the fucking... He can't be arsed paying his taxes. You know, uh, why, why football? Everything's football. Let's get football. Easy targets. You know, and, and, and the work of... You know, they tend, you know, your Wayne Rooney's, they tend to be like lads off the street that have just had a talent and made it. They haven't come from privileged backgrounds. And it just does feel as though they are subject to like a fucking mass propaganda appeal to, to you know, to, to use them for the government's will. You know, whether it be, like, to distract the public or they should take wage cuts. Why the fuck aren't you taking a wage cut? Exactly. Oh, no, they just say, oh, we'll work harder. Well, footballers will work harder than multi. They'll be working only 24 hours a day. Working harder. Yeah. It just it, it does feel like it's being used as a propaganda machine, machine football. Um, and the Premier League have obviously got an appetite, to use that word, to, to you know, to really kind of... Use that because which one? What, what was the thing um, yesterday when they said what was it? Will it it'll raise spirits? It'll raise people's spirits. Um, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, it'll it, raise spirits. Mind you, yeah. but that, at the end of the day, that's not going to stop you. That's not going to stop you passing away from the disease. Is it? No, I know. I know. Sorry. So what's the what's the well, point? Like you say, everybody, everybody in Liverpool knew that that fixture ever Liverpool shouldn't have happened. And my dad, my my dad, you know, he he's got cancer uh, for his third, third time. Um, he's a steward at Everton. He's retired now, but he does just the steward and just to keep himself busy. Now he was contemplating going that game on the Monday because he didn't want to let Everton down as a steward, and he had cancer. Mm. You know, I, I, and we knew that this was going to happen, and we hadn't reacted to it. And it, it might, you know, I was trying to convince him not to go and work mm. that day. And it, it, it took Michael, Michael Arteta to get yeah. sick. You know, thank God Michael Arteta recovered from it. But, you know, it, it, say yeah. he didn't. That, that's you know, it, it, say. I mean, one person to get seriously ill from it. And then, then technically the Premier League got a manslaughter on the hands. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's what they need to come out and say. They need to come out and say, right, we're going to restart it. It's not. It's not a hundred percent safe because we can't guarantee it. If someone, we've got a manslaughter on our hands. Mm. That, well, 
you raise you raise an interesting point there, but, uh, Barry. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Collie Moore tweet today. Um, and uh, apart from Collie Moore being, you know, chasing people around the streets, saying he's journalist mm-hmm. and all that, um, you know, he, sometimes he's questionable. But you know, it was a good point that he made today. He said um, that he was willing to pay for legal action of any player that got sick as a result of having to go back to play. Sweet. Well, that's that's another thing as well. Like, at the end of the day, a football pitch to a footballer is a workplace. Yeah? Right. We all work. At, we're, we're not in work. I'm, I'm pretty sure 80% of the country is not in work. So, yeah. why, why are footballers being singled out to go back to work? It, it's not right. It's interesting to be- now they do seem to be treated, you know, it's like just because you get paid money, a lot of money, then fuck yeah, you're going to have to put up with the consequences. The, the human beings at the end of the day, um, and I'm sorry, it's, it, it shouldn't be like that. You know, it's whether they, it's not their fault they're paid so much money. You know, they're not like any human being. If, you know, if, if someone said to you, Barry, come and work over here for double the money, you'd say, yeah. Yeah, too nice, I would like. So you know, they, they, like anyone, really. Um, so it shouldn't mean that we treat them like as lesser human beings, really. It's take take money out of out of the, like, the discussion, right? If if they bring football back on the eighth of June or whenever they want it back, right? Then every football game should be played, and that's down to like your bootle and your living and Remy. Mm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's their job as well. Granted, they might only get paid 30, 40 quid a week. But you can't bring it back at such a level and then say, nah, you're not playing. I mean, the, argu- the argument there, and this is just me play- playing uh, devil's advocate, I don't fucking agree with it for any, any stretch of the imagination, but um, is that, that they will be testing football players. Now, these tests aren't accurate, uh, and this brings a whole new argument, which is the ethical side of things. So... You've got, you know, Dave Kelly, um, Robert Daniels and the, and the lads all raising money for frontline workers, um, you know, to get, get appropriate PPA and all that kind of stuff. The fact that we're, we're even talking about this when we've still got 50% of the doctors, or you know, uh, in the country without appropriate PPA, isn't it? It's fucking not ethical at all, is it? No, no. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You, you, what, what are your thoughts on that, Lee? No, I, I totally agree, mate. You know everything that you're saying. You know we're all in the, we're in the same uh, in the same boat. What we what we're thinking. I just like you say. I, I've I've watched like the last few days the, the, the suggestions that they're making, and I just I'm some of it. I don't know whether they're being genuine or where it's come from. I just think. I mean, they were talking the other day about players wearing masks. Now I I work in like construction and, and that and. I, I sometimes have to wear a mask, and you know how hot and sweaty they get when you when you're working, and and I can only imagine running around a pitch wearing them and and trying to like shout your teammates. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, they they like you say that that PPE should be going to the to the doctors and the nurses and stuff. Shouldn't be going to footballers just just for our entertainment. And this is what it gets back to, you know. It's just like it. You know, just because they get paid a lot of money, should we treat them like subhumans? Um, Matt, um, what are your thoughts on it? 
I'd, I'd echo what's been said. To be honest, I'd, I'd, like I said before, the whole thing is just ridiculous. The fact that it's even being discussed is a joke because it's clear now that you, you can't... The People were talking about sport and integrity. If you finish a season completely until now you started it, then where's your integrity? Mm. So there, there, there comes a point where you've just got to say, listen, we've got more important things to worry about. Let's just void the season. Do whatever you want. Not last fault any of that, but mm. no. When when the war kicked off, they didn't start in nineteen forty six. Right, because we you know we had to stop it midway through, so we put on old and we play it now. They just cancelled everything, and then when it was safe to come back, they started from that point onwards. That's just there's clear precedent for it. It's happened before. I don't care if they were only three or four games in. They, they've had to stop a season before because of a worldwide problem. It, so what's what's different now? It's no different now. And you know, the, 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 I, Matt, you, you, it's, it's unbelievable. You know the, the points that you've made there, and you know, are we losing touch with real, reality? You know, um, football football was always a work of man's game. It was a community, you know, community backed game, and you know. I think that the international thing is great, and you know it. It, it has a new dimension, and yeah, you know, I'm the biggest advocate. In fact, you know we've we've got some real great people that, that engage with us from America. But are we losing sight of what's important with football? You know, are we really acting in in, in the way we should be? Um, you know, safety, um, value in community. You know, is it worth starting a second wave potentially? Because we all know, you know, we all know that if the football started up, not we, not not that we would do that, but you would get people gathering privately to watch the game. Of course, the, of course you would. You, you'd be naive to think that wouldn't happen. Any team would do it. Everyone would. Everyone would do it. And people knew the yeah. risk when uh, when Cheltenham was on. No, there was by then people were thinking, "Hang on, we need to self isolate here." But thousands of people turned up to Cheltenham, so it, it, no, it exactly. Mate. Are you telling? Like, not that I do this, right? I wouldn't do this, but you telling me that there won't be people out there if the if the football's getting shown free on the telly, right? You don't you don't have to go to booze and, and spend money. You can sit at home and watch. There'll be people out there, and they go, "Do you want to come around with the footy tonight?" The will, of course, the will. The will be, all of course, the, of course, the will be. Yeah, not that we'd do it, right? We wouldn't do that, right? Got, but that there'd yeah. be people out there that would do that. You've got, you've got Barry over there with his workman's kettle. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, there's people who be trying to go around to poor Baz's using his workman's kettle with his. Listen, his if, if, if Barry had a mask on and um, wore the gloves and poured us a pint, I'd happily go around. <laughs> 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 Barry, how, how, how's your workman's kettle going, by the way? Well, it's all right. My ale turned up. He has to so I'm quite happy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just finishing my first pint of my new keg now, actually. <laughs> for, any, for, for anyone that, that's thinking, what, what, the, what the fuck are you going on about? Uh, the workman's kettle is, if anyone follows the, the bootlegger online on Twitter... Um, Obviously, um, he has the you know the, this kind of like premium quality draft machine that, that you can have in your own home. Poor, poor and pints. Barry, of course, uh, has invested all his life savings and get getting what 
and we're all jealous of the results, aren't we? Too right. It's the best best thing ever bought. He's, he, he broke he broke the world record <laughs> the other day. He's gone through about uh, what is it, Baz? 169 kegs in since lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> 174, 174 right? is it now? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a brilliant thing. I have nice to light the mood a bit because you know at the end of the day, I think you know it. it it's fucking hard, isn't it? You know, and anyone anyone with, with half a brain can see this as fucking madness. You know, um, you know, I thought I seen um lads from Joe.co.uk joking about playing underwater. I think Gary Neville was suggesting that we should we should play it in somewhere that hasn't got the coronavirus. So we should ship nearly a thousand footballers and you know, over thousands of footballers and staff over there to bring the coronavirus to them. Um you know, where are they gonna play that like? Australia, Australia suggested. Australia, Australia have got cases. Yeah. So, so, we so they're not going to want. They're going to want more people. And it's like putting the World Cup on with no notice. Yeah, Umar, hey, who's, who's playing those? Who's playing those? Hey, who's playing those flights? But the, I mean, is there is there any well, any suggestions you think that? that they could do to start this. The only half-decent one that I've seen, right, and I, I probably still don't agree with it, but uh, somebody said, could you not, um, like, uh, freeze the season now? The next season starts on the on the points that they're on, but carry the season on, do you know what I mean? The issue with that, Mitch, would be, um, if, you, if you were to do that... Um, Ultimately, in uh, obviously we had the um, the esque the other mm. day on our, our podcast, and the issue would be the the the, the squads are infinitely yeah. different. So and you, plus, know, and you know, plus so you played certain games. Uh, where where do you start it? Like you know, what games you 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 have played and you haven't played? Yeah, and you know you you've got like all of a sudden yeah. the squads are different. You know, I, I think. It's probably going our favour in terms of who we lose. But there'll be squads who'll be losing players that perhaps yeah. they don't want to lose. Um, That's for the integrity. You know, thing. and again, you know, yeah, it is, Matt. And you know, if you if you look at it, you know, it, it it's all in favour that you know, even if you do this short turnaround on games, you've got you've got teams that maybe come up in the championship on a on a Fred Bear squad. And they're all of a sudden going to have to play loads of games in a short period of time and a quick turnaround. Um, you know, how can they survive that? You know, obviously bigger squads like City, United, um, you know, they, they'll be a lot, they, all of a sudden they'll flourish in this environment. But is that really the, in the integrity of the competition? You know, the other really thing as well, with, right, um, somebody made a good point as well. And I think it was Michael Ball again in his article, and he said, like, playing these games behind closed doors, right? Do you know the likes of like uh, Aston Villa who are fighting relegation? Now they depend on their home crowd to pull them through. And he said, as a player, right, the crowd give you that extra ten percent. They they push you through. They pull you through some games. You know what I mean? Now if you're playing in an empty stadium and you're battling relegation, how the hell are you meant to like get up for that and give give that extra? Like you know, do you know what I mean? When when somebody's shouting your name and cheering for you. You do, you know, it will push you that little bit further. So playing all these games behind closed doors, I mean, it, no. I, I just can't see it. Can you? 
Lee, it's it, it's a it's a good point, really. Um, and um, I, I think you're right because we all know that the Everton are always better at home. We, we, we you know we've been intrinsically shite for a few years. Well, sometimes, sometimes the, you, know, you, you know you, um, you know what I'm saying. With like the Gladys Street sucked the ball in the goal sometimes. I can't remember who you said that now. A few beers. Kendall. Kent, that was it. Like, and I was thinking of Joe earlier for some reason, but it was Kendall, wasn't he? he said Gladys Street sucked the ball in for you. At times, and that, that's what I'm saying. Playing these games just, behind closed doors, it's. I just think it's it's shy. Like, I've just had a tactical text from Barry, yeah, uh, and I'm gonna out him. He said he's 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 gonna, he's gone off to fill his first. Do you know what? I thought he was quiet. Back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought he was quiet. Yeah. Barry should know to announce that on the podcast because that, you know, that's the way we work, really. Um, yeah, he's dead professional, isn't he? He couldn't have just said, look, I'll be back in a sec, lads. I'm just going to get, me, get a pint. Yeah, no, he, ever the professional, Barry Williams. Well, uh, well, well, I'll be honest, right? I'm just going to get a pint. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's true, really. And, you know, Barry, it, it, you know, is that you're a massive away fan? I know you prefer the away sometimes, don't you? Um, and I know that potentially the football won't be the same for you, will it? As an away fan, fan? no, it'll kill me. How do, when when the, when uh, when we can all get on a train again? I'll just be going to like fucking non eating or something and getting off and going the nearest boozer with with Tony and singing Everett songs. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. It's um, you know, it's it's going to change what we know, you know, and I, I, I you know, I can't, I've kind of come to an acceptance that, that the next season might be played behind closed doors as much as I hate it, you know. I want, I, I want my family to survive, <laughs> obviously as anyone would. Um, so I've kind of accepted the fact that you know that that will happen, but that what really distasteful in my mouth at the moment is that that we've got NHS workers that haven't been tested and care workers for coronavirus and they've also not got the correct PPE and that we're even beginning to talk about, you know, uh, you know the Premier League starting up in that position. Um, you know, it's just not right, is it? Well, it doesn't the, taste right. No, it, it doesn't sit right. The, they're all going to be stressed and they've got to be there in case someone... Police have got to be there in case people turn up. So you're going to be able to divert resources for all this with everything else going on. Yeah, we'll, we'll say on that, Matt, right? Say if, say they play the 10 games on at these neutral venues on the same day, you're going to need, they're, they're talking 320 like, front-line workers between them, between them 10 games. You put that in, in, in a seven-week thing, is it? Do you want yeah. to complete it in? Yeah. Are you going to take 320 staff off the off, off the front line for seven weeks straight? Mm. It, just, it just doesn't make any it sense. Right. It just makes no sense. And it's sad for us, as much as people might laugh at us. Like, Everton have still got stuff to do before this season. There's, there's no points on the table against Europe. I'm finally going to manage it who matches our ambition. I'm... Now we're going to be wrong, however long of time that he spends with us. But you know, so that's a, when we get accused, want to avoid the season. Fan would 
want to stop it for any other reason than it's dangerous to play. Not because of yeah. any other things might say in the paper. It's too dangerous to do it, and that's the reason why we've got to say just end it. Exactly, Matt. You know what, mate? Like, you know, I've spoken, you know, some of my mates texted me, you know, Reds, and I say, oh, you're only saying that because it's Liverpool on for the title. I know we don't want to talk about them, but just saying, oh, it's only because it's Liverpool for the title. That's not the case. You know, at the end of the day, we've all prepared ourselves mentally since Christmas for them to win the title. So it's it's not yeah. it's no shock to me yeah. or to use if they win the title. It's not about that. It, it's it's about you know health and safety. Now it's it's I just can't see. I've said it all along and said to use. I just I I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll get to a point and they'll go. You know what? We've tried everything. We've suggested everything. It's just not practical. I mean, you've still got to convince. I don't. Know. Glenn Murray said it the other day, didn't he? And he, he said, you know. It's not just the players. You're talking about the managers, the coaches, the, uh, the staff, the physios running on the pits, uh, the, the linesmen, the officials. They're all at risk. It, it's yeah. not just a case of like saying 11 players. Just on that, mate. Right. Right. They've, got these, they've got these laws out, haven't they? Where you, like, over 70s can't mm-hmm. go out and all this, right? Roy Hodgson is seventy-three. Yeah. Can, so yeah, what, exactly. So the Palace, well, then the integrity of the season because Palace can't have their manager. Mm-hmm. Have won the game. But, so yes, yeah, the... on Palace. So say 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 he can't be on the sideline for the for the remaining fixtures, and I don't know the point total off the top of me. But say they go down because the manager's not on the side. Well, Palace is right in the mix for Europe, aren't they? Well, well they, yeah. They, 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 so they miss out on the other because they haven't got their manager. Yeah. yeah, they could kick on. That's the other side, isn't it? So I just I just can't see any practical way of it finishing except one big massive game of one bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big pen shoes, well, a big scrap. Normally one player for the team. <laughs> yeah. Who was he off? Who's your off? Yeah, he's your off. Big scrap. Richarlison's going to be. You're not allowed to. Without Richarlison, you're going to need it. Pickford. As a scrap or just skill? Yeah, he means it. 100%. Pickford. Pickford or Mason Allgate. One of them. Why? Why Pickford and Mason Allgate? Yeah, but the thing is, Baz, he'll probably go to punch someone and miss. <laughs> no, but you you give him a lot of air, and he'll be all right. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, he mean it all. I'd swat anyone in the league. No, John, that's over to you. Just you think what he must have grew up around. Yeah, himself, isn't he? Do you not remember? Do you not remember Yeri in the World Cup? It was a horrible twat. Yeah, every time. So, well, I mean, I watched the England game against Colombia the, mm. the other day when it was on, and I'm not being funny, Mitch. Sterling ran past him, and he and he went yeah. down like he'd been shot. You're not having that, no. I'm not having him. I mean, he might, he might, he might have got cramped, like, but he, but to be uh, fair, Baz, he got up and he got equalizer. 
Yeah, I know that. that but, you, you know, you know, you know, you're almost different. So I'm gonna go just before you start. Do not say. It's it's not Tom's Avies, funny enough, uh, but it's um, <laughs> Seamus Colvin. Fuck that. He's Irish. Fuck that. He's, he's Irish and he's straight. Okay, look funny. He's getting anyone. He's anyway, isn't he? Yeah. The Irish, can, the Irish can look after themselves, trust me. Seamus Colvin's he might be, that. having a lot. After about fucking three minutes when we're out, he'd be like, yeah, we've got to do better next week. <laughs> and goes, every, every time. Oh, so no. Sorry, sorry, mate. No. I, I don't quite know how we've got there, but it, yeah, it was good to anyway. <laughs> um, so we've kind of covered um, a lot there. We've we've kind of talked about the the kind of media myths, you know, the 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 fact that you know the the medical reasons stacked against it. The ethical reasons, you know, uh, without doubt against it. Um, you know, the financial elements. I, I, I'm of a strong belief, and I'll put this out there now, that this, you know, the termination is, is quickly turned into delusion. Um, and what we should be looking at now is making sure that we don't have another yeah. 200 Berry FCs. We need to be making sure that we financially support um, teams up and down the football pyramids. And that's where the concentration of effort should be. And not, not rather than following this delusion that we find ourselves in, that I think will be scrapped mid-June. And uh, I heard Matt say yes, so over to you first, Matt. What was that, Tony? <laughs> I was listening, but I just I got my attention taken by my notes. Um, yeah, yeah. We're talking. We're talking about the um, determination oh, yeah. has turned into delusion, and the fact that, uh, uh, and the fact that obviously we should be really now looking at supporting teams up, up and down the football pyramids. Yeah, so we don't get another. I went past Marine today, and I, did, I thought to myself, "How? You know, what's what's keeping them going at the moment? Are they going to be there when this all comes back? You know, that seems to be what everyone's forgetting. They're concentrating on." one aspect but ignoring right the way down the football pyramid and like like Barry said before if one comes back why can't you let them all come back and start earning the money my, my what I do right is if the Premier League can't start again right if it's declared null and void then the Premier League have got 120 million there that they would have to give out to the yeah. bottom three who went down in parachute payments, right? 20 million of that already next year. They've got 140, sorry, 140, 20 million that's going to Fulham. Yeah. So even if not, not another ball's kicked in the league, the Premier League have got 120 million there. Granted, that's not, that's not loads in today's footy market, but you could distribute that right through the leagues and you could solve yeah. everyone. And it's as simple as that. And then what I would do, and Simon Jordan said this and he was spot on, he said the bottom three, if it gets null and void, the bottom three as it stands, they're getting another 120 million next year of TV rights. 
what they do is they take a chunk of that off them because literally they've been kept in the league because of a null and void situation and distribute that again. So you you could you could possibly do so. So what you're saying, Baz, is that you can save a lot of clubs. Do we, do... Yeah, we, the Premier League. If it if it's declared null and void, the Premier League are not losing this yeah. seven hundred million. How they about. how they should because. They've so much of that out to, to teams yeah. to go down and all and that they, shit. No one yeah, and that's the thing. They, they could, because I think they've looked stupid right through all this, to be honest, the Premier League. They, they could come out and go, instead of we're losing this, but we're, we're saving these clubs, we're saving this. Right? I mean, there was a Portsmouth fan on Talk Sports and he said, like, about, about playing games behind closed doors. And, and he said, we won't survive. Because they they get they get what about eighteen thousand yeah. I think he says he said we 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 rely on the gate receipts that's what we rely on to keep us going he said you 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 stop no, that we're fucked another one on that mission like, like, do you know if they restarted again mm. right everyone's saying yeah footballers are on eighty ninety grand a week right what no one's Putting into this is appearance fees, goal bonus, mm. clean sheet bonuses, right? If say say we play our first game and win two nil, your centre forward gets a ten grand goal bonus. The the fella who scores the second one, I don't know, mm. the Charleston or something, he gets because he'll be on more money. He gets twenty five grand. Get the back forward with the clean sheet bonus and the goalie. That's an extra hundred grand. Mm. There, gone. Yeah, exactly. Mate. Play that the rest say say we I don't know say we score every mm. game in the nine games. Get, yeah, yeah. Money I'm 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 bad. Put it this way as well, right? Just hypothetical. Say say we restart the season again. Our next game's Liverpool, right? It's played behind closed doors at a neutral venue. Not that this would ever happen because we never do this, but. Say say we scored a last minute winner to win four three, and the play the players can't even celebrate, right? Because they can't they can't come close to each other, and how are you meant to celebrate? Do you know what I mean? Like it's just it the whole thing's ridiculous. What the, what what I think they're gonna do, mate, is they're gonna see how this German league goes, because mm. I think they got the green light to start again. They're going to see how that goes, and if that goes mm. well, I feel started. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's all up in the air, isn't it? The minute. My, it's my my, my sceptical view is that um, you know, listen. Obviously, I don't want to get into the finances. I'll leave that to uh, John Blaine, um, uh, Paul, and the the boys, uh, Tom over Effort and Business Matters, and obviously Roger. If you haven't listened, he was on the other day as well doing his. Um, there's guest appearance back. Um, if you haven't listened to that, listen to that. But, you know, there's a lot to be said there with the financial side. Um, and we need to start looking at that seriously. You know, we can't have another Betty FC. We need to understand that football clubs are pillars of the community. Uh, you know, the French government have just put a big load of money to try and keep, you know, the football teams alive. Uh, but at some stage, if you took all the TV money away, um, yeah. who, who is going to fund the football club? You know what, mate? I, it's the fans. Rich, you're spot on there, what you're saying. I, like, there was a suggestion, wasn't it, saying that 
for the next 12 months, the fans can't go, go to the ground or whatever. I mean, I don't know how long that'll last because they rely yeah. on us, don't they? They rely on us to... I mean, you only have to look at you, how much you spend at our time on the aisle. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and people paying for, like... <laughs> you know, but no fans paying for merchandise, you know, tours, uh, programmes, stuff like that. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm no financial expert, I don't know, but... Uh. Obviously, they're going to be losing money, aren't they? Well, I, I think um, I, I seen John Blaine talking about it the other day, and, and mm. obviously John's very knowledgeable on this. Uh, but you, you know, Everton re- yeah. are on the, the bottom end of the yeah. scale in terms of maximum revenue, and part of that is obviously the fact that we keep our, our season tickets at a cap, and we're well, not charging the biggest prices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I won't get you started on that. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's one of them, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's certainly an issue. And you know, the the next eighteen months, twenty four months, mm. you know, are, are going to be challenging for a lot of reasons. And um, if for whatever reason the market did fucking pull on its ass, and they all of a sudden started relying on fans. Mm. You might want to engage with fans and care about what fans think. Um, and John made the point the other day to say how many Premier League um, clubs have yeah. actually asked the fans to see how they feel. Um, I don't know if any of you have, not, have any of you been asked by Everton how you feel. Nothing at no. oh, the only thing I've the only thing yeah. I've had mate is, 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 a, is an off, is an email saying there's seventy five percent discount on the old training gear from last season. That's about it. Oh, so that's um, I think it's right across the Premier League. Um, what messages that maybe sends? The fact that Premier League clubs aren't engaged in the fans to, to care what they think. I mean, I think Everton over to you. Right, to be honest, yeah, because they're doing that blue family thing. So I think Everton are being all right. When you say all right, Barry, um, you, you mean all right in the crisis, uh, but what 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 the topic is is not not the not not the reacting towards support the community. I think Everton in the community is is by far the country's best. The the key factor what we're talking about here is project restart. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, no, so we're not, Everton have been world class. You know, if we were talking about how they reacted to the crisis in terms of supporting the community, we we would basically win win the league hands off. But what we're talking about is um, how Project Restart have we engaged the fans? And do you, I mean, do you think we should or not? You might you might say no, we shouldn't. You know, it's 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 nothing to do with the fans. Well, no, it is to do with the fans, but. If they're gonna play it behind closed doors, then there's there's not really much they can do, is there? The club could the club could come out and show you what you think of it, and then the announcement. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna. That, that's it. Like, it's like the Premier League. I tell you what, we'll do it with or without you anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what that's what it is. And we we should know as football fans. Not at all. Thoughts have as well. Because we wouldn't have to go to fucking Norwich City mm. away on a fucking Wednesday night. All the way to Southampton and Newcastle over Christmas, two years running. Mm. 
Exactly, exactly. If, if they were Arsenal fans, they'd put you to Burnley away in Man City or something. So, so it's like yeah. the old day, you that's say with or without, yeah, that's what it is. Um, so right, we've we've obviously spent a lot of time talking. Um, some might be shy, some might be is is interested. Um, but we we need to know what we will do, and I'll start and I'll pass it right right round the forum. Um, I think that as discussed before, that we we should nil avoid. We should not have a winner or any relegation. We should promote the top two sides uh, and then we should then concentrate on supporting the football pyramids to make sure that we don't have very FCs uh, right I'm going to I'm going to go right round the floor uh, I'll start I'd just late. I'd scrap the season and yeah. I'd, I'd keep every the, the, I'd keep everybody in the same leagues and just start again next season I, I wouldn't start bringing bringing teams up and uh, putting teams down and stuff like that. I just, I just scrapped the season now. Unfortunately for Liverpool, it's no and void for me. Um, that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, to you, Barry. I wouldn't null and void it. I'd simply say, look, there's your cut-off date. I wanted. To, if you can prove it's going to be safe and no one gets infected by that date. Then fine, start playing, play it. But if they can't do that, then then they've got to scrap it. And if that's the case, no relegation, no promotion, nothing. Start again, done. I'd sort of agree with you, Matt. I sort of agree with Barry there. Do with Lee as well. I think you need to set a point and just say when we hit that point, it's null boys automatically. I I was always of the opinion that the right thing to do would be to try. But it's just becoming more and more apparent that you can't. And the one thing that I was... Is if you finish the league, why aren't you finishing the Cups? At, at what point is that? Yeah, great point, Matt. Great point, mate. Yeah, why can't City are on for what? The Champions League, the FA Cup. You know, fairness. Well, people dying isn't fair. People's businesses just isn't fair. Sometimes life isn't fair. Mm. Say it's sly on the people who would have come up, or you know, do what live with that for one. God knows how long. But some things aren't fair, and some, and we're the... just gonna have to say that's it. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. The reason why I think sort of no one voids it now is that there was, there was teams in form, there was teams flying, and and it got stopped. They haven't played for two yeah. months. Yeah. They haven't played for two months, and and you're going to start the season up again. I just scrap it now. Everybody, everybody, start yeah, everybody, everybody's in the same league, um, and you start again. There's no argument. Do you, do you think this? Do you think this is at like a certain point of like uh, it's like the power of social media as well? Though it's like. Obviously, back in the day when, when Adolf Hitler decided to go, go to war, uh, we weren't able to tweet <laughs> to say, like, that's wrong. Why the fuck's Hitler got, got to say on this? We should just crack on, you know, and try and finish the season. Um, you know, at that time, there just was sensible people in charge making sensible mm-hmm. decisions, reacting to what was going on. 
Um, and obviously at that time, um, that that knobhead, fucking Adolf Hitler, decided to cause the, the you know, what he did. Um, but you know, we didn't have the social media wave to try and push weird agendas. Surely, when 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 people are dying, you know, the sports are last yeah, things well, on our minds. Are you talking about beautiful fucking Lisa. All of the yeah, well, that leads nicely. <laughs> well, well, well prompted actually, Barry, because. We're on to uh, the man, Ollie Holt. Um, so I, I know Matt. I know Matt, a particular Ollie just, Holt enthusiast. Uh, so I'll start with you because that that little snide tweet that he put out there, you know, it, it seems to be fun. Like I said before, Everton have still got stuff to play for. City sick, and he's reducing it to club rivalry. Thing. You know, just He's reduced a, a well pandemic to clickbait, so he could get all these hits. And it's it's pathetic. Why people are moving more like subscription based journalism. You don't need dickheads like him. Just action when there's more important things to be won. Spot spot on. Couldn't I couldn't have said that better myself. I mean I tweeted them. I'll be honest. I don't even know he is. And you block yeah. Keep it that way. Yeah. Um, was he a reporter, is he? Well, please. yeah. For the mail on Sunday or the minute. Uh, that's an army. <laughs> and all, all he said was, oh, it seems to be Everton and Man U fans yeah. and Shane Dullum Lloyd. I mean, what, yeah, well, what, Mitch, I don't know. I mean, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a strong statement, isn't it? Strong one. I mean, if he if he if he wants to make get to, if he wants to yeah. get a few likes and a few tweets, yeah, to a fucking viral pandemic, then yeah, then yeah, very much so, me. Yeah, about, obviously not get, obviously obviously not getting away, is he? I I, I no exactly. I, I always said that if you wear white boots or pink boots or red boots <laughs> or whatever, you've got to be a boss winger. Um, and, and, and Lee, Lee, Lee Mitchell, you know, who's on here, was was a money making winger. He cut in and scored all kinds of goals. Um, so, so Mitch could get away with wearing the Texas <laughs> Dream Coat. Uh, not that I ever wore them, Mitch. Not that I ever wore them. No, well, no, you'd be you cut off. Uh, but I, I, I was always more, you know, I used to wear the uh, pants of followed the orders, <laughs> like the, the plain black leather boots. Uh, yeah. Ollie Holt wears a hairband as a journalist and, and is trying to, you know, for me, it's like if you're going to wear the hairbands and try and put yeah. yourself on it there, you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to own it. Has he ever played and, football? You know, if you're going to wear white boots, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, fuck? there you go, then. Probably not. No, actually, fuck, yeah. It yeah. Off. It but, like, I, I, I could... The same, the same way that I couldn't wear pink or white or red boots or blue boots. <laughs> Ollie Holt couldn't wear his hairbands, and that's my point. <laughs> so, uh, right, and, and this, this, this is a regular theme for the uh, the Bobblecast, but we're going to talk about <laughs> a man called Alan Pardew. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> Don't think you can slate him. 
Sis of a man. Sis of a man. He's valid. But he simply, he was appointed Den Haag manager with the objective of not sending him. That's because he never had the opportunity to send him. That's right. He stayed up by default. Listen, I remember Homer Simpson with the best man ever. And he says, Mads, the two best words in the English dictionary are default. And <laughs> they are. <laughs> and he's right. He's Alan Pardew, fucking hell. Right. Fucking Pardew. Um, and I, and right, he, he, he all of a sudden started giving us like expert opinions about the Dutch league. He's been there for about two months. I, I, I've been to Amsterdam probably longer than he's been manager of Den Haag. Um, so uh, we're not going to listen to too much about that. Uh, but, but the one I want to talk about is the Echo, who, who've done a really good thing, uh, was they put up uh, about what house would you be in. So house one was all the managers. So it was Carlo Moyes, Dunk, Joe Royal. House two was all like the younger players, like the Golden Virginia. Uh, three was Keane, Walcott, and Roby, um, likes of them. Four um, was likes of Richie, Mina, Bernard. Five was um, was uh, likes of Tom Davies, DCL, Holgate, Pickford. Six was Delph, Gilfie, Gabbaman, Stadlin. <laughs> but no one's ever seen Gilfie there because he's a ghost. Number seven was Baines, Solomon, Keane. Zinye and eight was Lukaku, Kale, Fellaini, and Arteta. So we'll go down the answers. First of all, um, Barry, which house are you in and why? I'm in house number four, me, mate. Fucking no doubt about it. Me, Richie, and, and Yeri just <laughs> on the air. It'll be fucking what a sight to behold. <laughs> you could have Bernard doing his little fucking tunes in the corner. He can be DJ, and then you've got, and then you've obviously you've got fucking Gabriel Sadibi, who's an absolute madman, who doesn't know what he's doing on a football field. So God knows what he's yeah. after a pint. One sir, hundred percent. But I also would pop my head into. I think it's house number five with the with the all yeah. that. And as long as Pickford wasn't on the, uh, the DJ box there, I think I'd be all right with that one. House number six. House number six. I wouldn't go into either because that just sounds like a fucking doctor's waiting room. <laughs> because no one's been on any of them for about twelve months. <laughs> yeah, and so God knows what you get in there. But no, house number four for me. Without what a. Bit of bit of South American, bit of a South American style to that, and I just yeah, think, I just yeah, think we wear man's gathering and we just all get on the air. <laughs> to be fair, it's an excellent start. Excellent you know what, mate? I couldn't give it. I couldn't give it, Paddy. Num- what I'd do, right, I'd start off in number one. I'd have a nice little, nice little meal, nice little Italian with with the old gaffers, and have a good chat and. And all that, but then about ten o'clock, I'd be looking to slide off, and then I'd be looking at house, house number four, definitely. Yeri, Yeri, Mina, Richardson, uh, Bernard, and Sadibi. 
Yeah. 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 I, I just be a little bit worried about Bernard robbing me, you know. I've just got a feeling he's just pickpocketing me. <laughs> so, I'd be, that's the only thing. that I'd be enjoying myself, but I'd be a little bit wary. I think where's this little bastard going? But, yeah, what for me, house number four, definitely. I'm with, I'm with everybody. Oh, it's you, eh, Matt? He's just been to me. He's, he's That's right, yeah. Halo. Yeah, because you're the music. Me, yeah, me and him on the guitars, get a few oh, tunes yeah. passed out. And uh, I'm playing at the Kale room, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dead thing. That's the dead thing. Matt, you can just read this out. Baines, Coleman, Keenan, didn't you? That, I might get a bit intense that night. I'm going to be looking me up and down saying, you know, you need to book your ideas up. Like, you know, you're not a yeah. room, yeah. Do you know what, though? Hey, Matt, you bring him more than Michael Keane. Oh, oh, yeah. Big McKean. Kick him out. I mean, even though, you, God, even though God, the pairings have got the same initials, like, you know, I'd, I'd say you bring more to the table than him. I, I reckon so, yeah. I'd probably teach him how to do a bit, bit better defending, like. <laughs> Wait there, wait, wait. We put this up the other day, day, and so someone said they they were basically. Trapped. I haven't got a clue. I'll, I'll let you guess. Wait. You're Mister Controversial. You could just change. You could be with Joe Virginia for all I, I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, That's what I mean. Met yeah, Virginia at a good recently, um, and he, he's a cracker lad. Uh, but um, number one for me because um, you know what I'm like with me red wines. <laughs> for me, I've been with Carlo Angelotti, have me red wines, enjoy the stories, you know, and then uh, you know, obviously Moise is there giving it the beans and Royal and that. And then me and Big Tom yeah. can stay up late at night just fucking having a rave and just enjoying <laughs> ourselves. Talking about fucking... Carlo's, Carlo's a bit of a... Uh, um, I've been past his house nearly every day. Uh, to get me. I'm sure he knows when I'm coming. <laughs> I think it's... I think he's essentially crashed into me, to be fair. I think that's... The, uh, <laughs> he's being a bit more precocious pulling out. Um, but the one I've seen someone actually talking about um, one house in particular, uh, which is the one where it was uh, Delph, Gilfie, and Snarland. <laughs> so Who's the other one with? Because there's got to be four. And uh, I wouldn't. I'm talking now. It was Gabbaman. He's amazing. Oh, okay. no, I've, I've got to be. Doctor's room. <laughs> four four the midfielders there. Hey, by the way, where was Gomez? Yeah. What, what, what house was he in? Number three. Was he? Yeah, it was even. Gomez was three. See, the thing with Gomez, right? He's got he's got Gomez. Gomez. He's got a decent gas. Gomez. He was, yeah. Yeah, no. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He's got Whatever Gomez is on the bed, that's it, I'm on. Right. And on that note, I think we'll we'll call it at that. Thank you for anyone that uh, listens. 
I hope the fucking finish has, has been great. And sometimes the finish at Goodison is always great, especially in the 90th minute. Um, limbs, as we know. Thank you for tuning to the Bubblecast, and, and bye for now. <laughs>